My name is Jake Lenick. I'm 28, and my quote is, sleep is the cousin of death. And what does that mean to you? I think the most important thing in life is to be present and to bring positive energy. And it's impossible to be present while you're sleeping. So if you are awake, you should be with the people that you love, trying to make a difference in a positive way in their life. And that's why that quote is important to me. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Troy Parker Show, a podcast that is not about me. Today, it might be about me, but it's about all of us. The 20s are a crucial time in our lives. And on this show, we navigate the highs and lows of early adulthood together. Thank you for joining me for another Thursday edition of the show. I'm very excited for today's show because we're going to do something uh, a little bit different on the Thursday show. I laid out the plans last week, the exciting future of the podcast, but I figured before we get really into it, before we really hit the ground running here, I think it's best to get to know me. Now, I've received a lot of really great messages from all the listeners of the show, giving me a lot of praise and telling me that they love the podcast, they love the voice, they love the questions, they love all these things. But I'm here to tell you, I am the first to tell you, and my guests will tell you this today, I am not perfect. I am a flawed individual. We are all flawed individuals. I make mistakes. I misspeak. I act irrationally sometimes. I can't make up my mind sometimes. I have all of these problems. I mean, every single day, something else happens. But of course, just in today's world, you don't necessarily always present those problems. But today, I'm presenting those problems to you. And two of my very best friends in the world, Connor Burks, Jake Lenick, um, are going to point out my flaws on this show today. Now, I am not an egotist. I am not a narcissist like they're going to claim that I am. I do not like making things about me, which I know is so funny because this is literally called the Troy Farkas Show, and there's a logo with my name on it, and there's stuff with my name on it. And I know this is a podcast, but on the video version of this, they had my name in their backgrounds on their green screens, which is hilarious. But I promise, I am just I care about other people and that's the point of this whole show is to give back to the communities, to make everyone else a better person, me included. I'm still trying to get there. I'm trying to figure it out. That's the whole point. We are all trying to figure it out together. But on today's show, here's what's coming up. We're going to do a bracket. It is March Madness. Friday's the first day of the NCAA tournament's best weekend in the sports world. But I figured, okay, how can we capitalize on this on the Troy Farkas show? And so I said, all right, there's a lot of Troy stories. This is what we used to call them in my area of work. Shout out to Scott Messina, who coined the term Troy stories. Stories about me. Stories that highlight all of the weird things that I do. I do a lot of weird things that other people think are super freakishly weird that I don't even think twice about. It's just like, oh, that's Troy. That's what he does. So there's going to be a lot of that on the show today, as you'll see. We've got a bracket, an eight stories bracket. Coming up again with Jake Lennick and Connor Burks. It'll be very entertaining. They're going to tear me to shreds. I'm going to defend myself. Uh, but first, before we all do that, let me just tell you a little bit about who these guys are. So these guys are my two best friends from Connecticut, two best guy friends from, from Connecticut, and they are very special to me. And the hardest part about leaving Connecticut behind was leaving them and a couple other of my friends behind because I've talked about that first 18 months when I was there working nights, overnights, weekends, no life, no fulfillment in my job. It sucked. 
it's impossible to make friends when you're working the hours that I was working and doing it in rural Connecticut. It was tough, but I eventually found these guys now through, through convenience, we, we all worked together and we were all kind of miserable together because we were all kind of doing the same thing, same time, same lifestyles. And that was where these friendships were really formed. Now I can't say for certain that under different circumstances that I would have been friends with these guys, just more so because of me. As I've said, I kind of gravitate more toward women. I There's just a lot of guys out there that I'm just like mistrustful of or or whatever. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm macho enough to, to match guys or, or whatever it is. I, I don't know. But there's just something there that just always frightens me with a lot of guys. And so I don't get, I don't get too close with too many of them. But, but Connor and Jake were different. Um, they accepted me for who I, I was and, and am. They eventually learned to love me by just spending more time with me, I guess. But uh, these friendships took work. They took work. They didn't click immediately. It took time. And it's really hard to make friends as an adult. It's really hard to make meaningful friends as an adult. And these guys, I learned so much from them. It's not going to show in this conversation that we're about to have, but I learned so much from them about how to be a better person. They're both older than me. So they're more mature than me and wiser than me when we first met. Because when I first met them, I was 21, 22. They're two, three years older than me. So they had a couple of years of adult world experience under their belts. And so I was still kind of in the college mindset of, Hey dude, you bought me a Bud Light. Let me Venmo you $2 or Hey dude, I got the 30 rack today. You Venmo me for whatever. I learned from them to just be generous and that everything is going to come back full circle. Like I got it this time. You got it next time, whatever. It'll work itself out. Don't freak out about it. So I, I learned that really from, from Connor and Jake and Jake, uh, our first argument was about tipping. I learned that I was a bad tipper because I, you know, I never worked in the service industry. And so, and I, and I was cheap. Um, I've since by hanging out with Jake have learned not to be cheap. I like to call myself efficient. I think cheap is an insult. I now tip because of Jake 20% at the minimum. And if, and if it's truly not great service, then I will go below 20%. But Jake worked in the service industry. I never did. He told me how disrespectful it was. So uh, I learned a lot, learned a lot from both of them. There's way more lessons that, that I've learned that I'll, that I'll keep between us, but they're two really good guys, two of my best friends. And um, with every friendship that you have, it needs to teach you something. And they have both taught me something. And I'm, uh, I'm really proud of the friendships. I'm really proud of the memories. We're going to reminisce here. We're going to walk down memory lane. But here we go. Connor Burks, Jake Lenick. I hope you enjoy. Jake Lenick and Connor Burks, or as you might know them, the hosts of the very prestigious college basketball gambling podcast, The One and Dones. Find it wherever you get your podcast. Obviously, March Madness is just starting. Selection Sunday was last night. Very excited. We're not going to talk about that today, but I understand that you guys have big plans. So, Connor, why don't you uh, tell the fans here what, what's going on with you guys? Big plans ahead. We're about to get our bracket as we're recording this on Saturday night. We're about to get the bracket. It's going to be absolutely epic once we have it so for us what we have planned for you guys we're going to start it off with the bracket challenge not only for the men's game but also for the women's game for the men's you're going to win 300 in a one and done hoodie and every single entry that we get is going to be a dollar donation to the jimmy v foundation for cancer research and awareness for the women's you're going to win a hundred dollars 
and a one-and-done hoodie. And don't worry, if your bracket gets busted, check back with us before the Sweet 16. We're also going to have something for that as well. Hey, Connor, uh, what social media site uh, can they go visit to get all the details? Take your pick. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. It's all there. At the one and Duns. You know where to find us. At the one and Duns. And I have to say, Troy, thank you so much for having us. Yes, appreciated deeply. I'm glad that we finally made the cut of the Troy Farkas show, friend of the podcast. It doesn't matter if we're like the 32nd guest, as long as we're guests. I'm very honored to be here. Well, you guys are uh, two of perhaps my favorite guests that we've had in show history. And I'll have each of you individually on to tell your own stories and talk about all the things that are going on in your life. But today I want to do a bracket of sorts, a bracket about me. This is my show. And there's a lot of, as we call them, Troy stories, stories about me. From our time in Connecticut, we had a lot of shenanigans pre-pandemic, during the pandemic. So what we're going to do here is we've got eight stories, eight Troy stories. We're going to do an elite eight of sorts, and we're going to crown a national champion of Troy stories. So I'm going to pretty much step out of the way. You guys are going to reveal the matchups, tell the stories, and then I will butt in to defend my honor when I have to. All right. Classic narcissist troy fashion he wants us to do a bracket about <laughs> he's himself. a man of the people folks he's not self-absorbed at all guy only cares about himself all right so for those watching on video here's the bracket for everyone we got it set up it's a beautiful bracket it's just like it's march madness how can you not have a bracket in march let's start it with one of the top seeds the swing story i was only here for part of this one i wasn't here for this entire shenanigans charade so i'm gonna let jake take the reins on this one all right. Well, the night started where we uh, started off at Connor's current girlfriend's apartment's how, uh, apartment. And well, no, that's not where it started. Excuse me. We started at my apartment where Troy and I, this is an underrated part of the story, had a little fifth bottle of Fireball and just sat outside at the heirloom flats and just down the entire thing like it was nothing. It, Troy's not the hugest drinker in the world. He's not a, a, he's not very quick to diminish his body very quickly but he could down a good fireball every once in a while that's just a fact defend your honor if you might but that's just a fact so that started the night somehow we were good to go we go to connor's current girlfriend's house um in hartford and then we just go out get crazy and then we go back to the apartment go back to the heirloom flats just for somebody to tell me that they lost my keys and then as i went back to connor's current girlfriend's house to get the keys we found out that we had the keys on us the whole time. We make it back to the heirloom flats, my apartment, where we find Troy sleeping under the swing set on the patio. And that's kind of where the story, it's a watered down story. I feel like we could get a little bit more into it, but that's essentially the bare bones basics of that story. You guys set. left me under the swing the entire time. I, I was uh, Excuse you. We did not leave you anywhere. We offered for you to come. You're like, nah, I think I'm good. I'm going to chill here under the underneath the swing set. <laughs> All right. I obviously wasn't there when you guys arrived at the swing. I was dead in a in in a set apartment that you guys were trying to get into. Give me a percent chance that Troy would have slept there until the sun came up had you guys not come and gotten him up. I mean, what's the percent oh, I mean, chance I was, I was the sun is going mean, to rise? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Cops frequently drive through that parking lot all the time. I could not imagine anything funnier than Troy getting it's woken funny. up by the police. You were the one committing the real serious crimes, and had I never been woken up, <laughs> I would have been the one getting in trouble. Oh, I mean, they probably God. would have just thought some homeless bum passed out in like a decently nice apartment complex, and they're like, "Okay, time to put him in the drunk tank or whatever." Okay, so this is obviously a great seed. What is its opponent? 
Its opponent will be the number story. Troy attempting to get a number from a girl at our place of work. He goes up to her. He sees her. He's cute. You know, he gets the confidence up. He musters everything up. All right, I'm going to get her number. I've never spoken to her in my life. Yes, he has never met her in his life. He musters up the confidence. You know, women love confidence. That's what they always say. So, Troy, he's going to take this one by the reins. He's going to take the bull by the horns. He's going to ask for her number. Oh, man, I'm, I'm suave. I'm Troy. Uh, you know, can I get your digits? Success. He gets the number. He's, he's walking out of there. He's got her number. Oh, my God, I'm going to ask her on a date. It's going to be great. I may have just met my wife. Little does he know the number is fake. It's not the real number. It's not her number. He has to deal with that. He gets so annoyed. He wants to go confront her about it, but he gets talked off a ledge and he doesn't do that. All I have to ask on defending yourself, Troy, because, you know, it happens to people. Stuff like that happens. Why did you want to go back and try and confront her about giving you a fake number? You know, I just feel like people need to uh, (laughs) be told when they're doing something wrong. And that is morally wrong, giving someone a fake number. So I oh, want to tell her, I want to tell her in the nicest way possible that I did not appreciate that. Here All comes right, the so, angry man that I gave the fake number to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in that moment. All right. See, I, I'm the girl now. Okay, Troy, what would you have said in that situation? Confront me right now. I want to hear what your game plan was. Oh, I love this. Put him on the spot. So that, uh, that number you gave me the other day, it didn't work. That's weird. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. That's actually not that like creepy or anything, but that would have been such an awkward situation. But that's where, uh, that's where Troy thought. All right. So what's the winner here? Swing. It's, it's, it's the swing, swing story. Okay. Swing, it's swing story. story. That, that's the number one seed. It's a heavy favor going into okay. March. What's next? To, keep, to give the updated, the viewers up. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, there, there, we go, there, there we go. go. There we go. There we go. Give the viewers updated at home. The swing advances on that same side of the bracket. Let's get into another very high seed. Personally, one of my favorite ones. It is the ice storm story. So me, Jake, Troy, Ray Ray Nasty, we're all staying at the hotel because of a terrible winter storm that came through. Work put us up. We're consuming some alcoholic beverages. You guys get the picture here. So we were playing Chell that night, NHL, the video game. Every time someone scored, it was the trophy. You had to down some bottles of wine. Troy, this was old Troy. You guys, I don't know how many of y'all knew old Troy. He can try and defend himself on this, but this was old Troy. He had one glass of red wine because it was healthy at the time. He wasn't downing wine like us. So Troy leaves early. He's got to work the next morning. Me, Jake, and Ray Ray Nasty stay up to all hours of the night. I have no idea what time we went to bed. I had a two-bedroom, at a two-bed hotel. Jake passes out in the bed right next to me, and he wakes up in a flurry of, oh, God, oh, God, what's going on? What time is it? Oh, shit, I got to be at work. I got to get to work in the next 15 minutes. I'm like, wait, 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 what, what? I don't have to be in work until way later. Jake is freaking out. He's like, I got to get to work, dude. Can you drive me to work? Can you drive me to work? Because I drove us all back to the hotel. Jake is freaking out. So we run down. Jake doesn't shower. Jake doesn't do anything. doesn't even brush his teeth. He's got the nasty stank breath in the morning. We get down to my car. My car is an ice cube. It is literally in a block of ice. We are pickaxing at my car. I get in the back, through the back, through the trunk. We roll all the windows down. We are picking, karate style picking all of the ice out of my windows and everything so I can see. So we finally get on the road about 10 minutes later after just ruining my car. And as we're driving down, five, six, seven, eight, who knows how many inches of snow is on the ground. A solid mile walk to work. There's a guy walking on the side of the road. I look at Jake, I'm like, who is walking on the side of the road in this? He's got all his luggage that he was just staying at the hotel with. Pull up closer. We get closer and closer. Is that Troy? What is Troy? 
roll the window down. Troy, dude, get in the car. Let's go to work. No, no, no. I don't want to. I don't want to waste your gas. It's like, dude, it's a mile away. I'm gonna go anyway. You might as well get in the car. He gets in the car, telling me how he's gonna Venmo me. I'm like, all right, Venmo me forty three cents, dude. It's gonna be fine. But Troy was fully prepared. If had we not shown up, he was about to walk and trudge a mile. It was more than a mile. It's, it's like two and a half, three. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I and I let's not, know. I've only driven it. Let's not understate what this storm was. It was not your average snowstorm. It was the type of snow and it was bitter, freezing cold where you're not just walking through snow. You're walking through ice. So you're slipping left and right. It was tough to even walk on parts where there weren't a lot of where there wasn't a lot of snow on the ground. So the fact that Troy was willing, ready and able to go two and a half, three miles to work through the snow with his luggage. I mean, it's just what Troy does because he likes the, the healthy aspect of it, the exercise part. But it just is a testimonial to his psychoticness with his health. But at the same time, Connor and I were not ready to let him die in that ice storm like he's the Revenant or something like that. I love a good walk. What can I say? All right. What's it going up against? All right, this is going up against the NYC Marathon. This one isn't crazy. It isn't weird. But Jake and I ran the New York City Marathon. Troy came in and supported us down in New York when we went and ran it and then was basically our caretaker the day after. Yeah, Troy, uh, me and Connor were on a rampage that day. It was just a fantastic day, really. It wasn't all too crazy, but Troy was just there. He was along for the ride, loves the experience, and was pretty much our chauffeur while Connor and I were just drinking mimosas in the backseat of the car and eating hamburgers because we haven't we haven't tasted the great red meat in like three months before that. So hitting, hitting as many fast food restaurants as we could hit after getting a foot and leg massage. Oh, we're going through we're going through Burger King. All right. The Popeye's chicken sandwich I just dropped. Let's go to Popeye's. We were going to every which place bagel shops. Uh, yeah, that's an all time moment from that. That story, Jake's mom, Jake calling her up. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know of any uh, you know of any coffee shops around here? Oh, you want some bagels? No, no, no mom, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just looking for coffee. Bagels? You want some bagels? <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, it's definitely the New Jersey, New York mother in her. She automatically assumes that coffee shop means bagels. I'm like, nah, we just want some good coffee. But of course, she knew everything in the area. But yes, literally stopping at every single pit stop where you're like oh my god chick-fil-a sounds great oh my god popeyes looks great didn't we just eat fried chicken who cares oh my god burger king i could really use a good whopper we took a picture right outside of the burger king where we're just like slobs like drunk i got a eye half closed and everything it was unbelievable yes yes yes, i'm gonna say you're walking with a cane because your leg was just (laughs) your knee was so destroyed from the marathon it's a miracle that you even finished like eternal props to you for doing it but i just had to get everything for you because you could not walk <laughs> watching you walk up and down the stairs at 26 years old or whatever you were when you ran it was hilarious oh yeah i there was no walking up the stairs it was holding each wall <laughs> and just slowly moving my way up uh yes as good of a day as that was as awesome as fond of a memory as that is i have to go with the ice storm the ice storm was just too hilarious yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'm outnumbered here. I'm going to go. I, I'm a selfish person. Everybody knows that. I, I think in terms of my own self, actually, nah. if you include the night before with the ice story on top of the actual like franticness, you and I kicking down the ice and everything and then running into of all people, Troy, who is the most obvious person who would be the hitchhiker in an ice storm. Yeah, let's go with ice storm here. I think the path that led us to Troy is more hilarious than than the New York City Marathon. one. I agree. What's next matchup? All right, this, we're going up to another top seat. I think Troy might have to tell this one himself. It's of a uh, high-profile 
ESPN celebrity that uh, Troy may have crossed some boundaries with. Troy, we'll, we'll let you take this one. Okay, so in, in more Troy fashion, I was working late. I was working very late till like 3 or 4 a.m. And because I kind of prided the side project that I was working on more than my actual job, so I, I always prioritized the side project. So I had to be back in that day for the side project at like 9 a.m. So work until 3, 4 a.m., back at 9 a.m. There was an impending snowstorm that night. So when I got into work that day at 3 p.m. or something, staying through 3 a.m., I brought a sleeping bag with me. I brought my toothbrush with me. I went there with the mindset, I'm sleeping here tonight. I don't feel like driving back in a storm only to come back a couple hours later because then I'd only get like three hours of sleep by the time I've actually gotten home from driving. So I said, I'm going to sleep at work. And uh, it had been suggested to me that where there was a possible place that I could sleep. And so when it came time to go to sleep, I found this place. Turns out it was somewhere that I uh, shouldn't have gone to. Jake just left us. He'll come back, I'm sure. Uh, It was a place that I was not supposed to have been sleeping. So long story short, I uh, left something there that incriminated me that I was there And so someone found it, this piece of evidence that I was there. And then I got confronted. And then I said, what happened? And then I was uh, no longer allowed to work for a a period of time. Listen, when you say something that incriminated you, it had your name. It had everything to find you on it. Your picture, there's a picture of you on it. It's as incriminating as it could possibly get. This person specifically called Troy out by name, which makes it all the funnier. It was the talk of the department. It was talk of everything things a lot of things happened within the company but uh all-time story that everyone remembers troy for there's no doubt about it i guess jake just left us i guess jake was tired of hearing about troy i guess so all right so what is it going up against the quinnipiac story i can actually take this one this 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 works that jake's gone so quinnipiac so troy brought screenless saturday breakfast on board to me it's something that i i never really did i used to always go get breakfast on Saturday mornings. He brought screenless Saturday breakfast, made it a staple, a tradition between the three of us. Uh, So screenless Saturday breakfast, you don't bring your phone in, you go to breakfast, whatever. It's a grand time. Sometimes Troy likes to exercise before or after. So this time we decided we were going to exercise before. Troy wants to go on a hike. Oh, you know, yeah, I'd love to do a hike, you know, get some fresh air, get an exercise in, get some good views before we go to our screenless Saturday breakfast. This time we were going to go hike a, you know, a quick mountain trail near Quinnipiac University here in Connecticut. So as we get there, all the families, all the kids are going one way, you know, all the, the leisure hikers, they're going up the paved trail. Troy's like, no, 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 no. I, I got this one. I got the trail here. We're, we're following the blue path. I knew we were in trouble right when we start down the path and uh, we immediately go the wrong way. Troy's like, oh, wait, we got to turn around. We got to go the other way. We start going the other way. And uh, as I'm walking up, it gets steep fast. It's it's dirt, it's rocks, it's moving boulders, it's everything like that. I'm I'm climbing up the side of a mountain and then we turn the corner and I am literally looking up the face of a mountain. I am 2 inches from death on my left, 2 inches from death on my right. We are we are straddling a canyon at this point. I can't even overstate this right now. We are climb we are essentially rock climbing up the face of a mountain. We get to the top we keep walking. At this point, I've had it. I'm done. All I want to do is get out of here. I'm like, all right, Troy, we, we got to get back to this to this trail as fast as we possibly can. I have to get out of here. We start down a new trail, and Troy, Mr. Fast Troy, the guy who loves to walk so fast, he's so quick, we lose Troy. Troy's gone. 
There's we we can't find him at this point. Welcome back, Jake. By the way, we can't find we can't find Troy at this point. And that's when Jake comes in. Old, you know, Jake mentioned earlier that uh, you know he's got a short fuse. Jake starts up on the this mother, and he just he just doesn't stop. And for about ten to fifteen minutes, we cannot find Troy. We are in the middle of a mountain. All I want to do is just go get some breakfast. That's the whole reason I even signed up for this. All I wanted was a fifteen to twenty minute hike. Troy is nowhere to be found. And uh, eventually, we came back across him and we got some breakfast. But for twenty minutes, Troy was the. Uh, the curses in our in our language for a while. Yeah, this is uh, not the first time that this happened with Troy and I. So I was predisposed to this. One. That's a tease for Before for a radio. little bit. Uh, yeah, come back in five minutes and you'll see what I mean. But yes, um, this was not the first time that, that that this happened. So this was the first time that Connor and Amanda were exposed to this type of selfishness that uh, Troy. Ex- and, and it's not that Troy's a selfish person. He's actually a very caring individual. But if you do activities with him, He's a very in shape person. We mentioned that I ran a marathon. I was not in marathon shape at this moment whatsoever. I wasn't even close. I probably wasn't even in 5K shape at this moment. So when he's going up and ahead and we're scaling rocks and everything, all of a sudden I get bad memories and I'm just like, this selfish. And you could fill in the rest of the blanks. But yes, I uh, was not a happy camper. on this. So one. you guys have hit on one of my biggest character flaws. So I love exercise, of course. And when this is my exercise for the day, I am, and like, I take my exercise very, very seriously. I like extreme. I like breaking a sweat, burning a lot of calories. When this is my exercise for the day, I'm going at my pace at what I want to do. I don't have the awareness to realize that other people cannot keep up at my pace necessarily. So in past times when I've gone hiking with people, I usually do a workout before so that that can be my workout for the day where I've done my thing. And then I can be more casual with the other guys, I did not do that with you guys on this day. So this was my workout. You guys were supposed to conform to me and keep up with me. And then I look behind, you guys aren't with me. I'm like, gosh, like what the heck are they doing? Where are they? Why aren't they like right next to me? Like they should be. I thought they were behind me the whole time. So totally my bet. And uh, I've since tried to correct such issues. You hear him. You hear him. He's, he's like the job resume where he's like, my biggest character flaw is I work too hard. I care too much. My biggest character. That's flaws, exactly I'm, what that answer I'm was. too good at exercise. Look at this narcissist. Dad. He's too selfish. We're doing a bracket about the kid right now. This guy. He's like, I, this guy. Get over yourself. On the Troy like, Farkas show, no he less. He forced me to have the Troy Farkas show logo as my background. I was like, dude, it's not that. He, he literally he tied he your hands behind your back. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have me on if I didn't have it. This one, in my opinion, it's just too legendary. I'm going with. Ooh. <laughs> Let me restart that. For this one, it's way too legendary. I'm going with the ESPN work story, the the incriminating evidence one. It's it's just too legendary with Troy's name. I agree. See, sadly, it is uh, it is definitely one. Like if you mention Troy Farkas in our workplace, this is the story that goes along with it. It turned a mere mortal into a god. Like it, it completely immortalized him in the confines of where we work. So. I think just because of that and how bad of a mood that I was in that day, I'm going to go with the, the work story as well. Wow. Great. All right. Last I first th- round I matchup. Th- last first round matchup. I think we had to go work story anyway, because this next one that we're about to tell the Quinnipiac story pales in comparison to it. I was yes. gladly not a part of this one. Jake, you take the wheel. Okay, well, Connor was invited to this, which he smartly said no. But as many people know, the tallest peak in Connecticut is called Bear Mountain. Bear Mountain, supposed to be a fantastic hike. 
I heard nothing but great things about it. But another thing about Troy, man, he just likes winging it. He's all good. Like he's in shape enough where he could go long distances. Again, ran a marathon, was not in marathon shape at the time. Troy, I, I get to, I, I get together with Troy the day before. I'm like, yeah, let's do this hike. He invited me. And I was just like, you're going to take the wheel. Like you're going to know the, the routes. You're going to have the map. He's like, yeah, 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 it'll all work out. It's all good. So Troy and I, we go on the hike and like the Quinnipiac hike, we are scaling rocks. We are going completely vertical. It is not a easy hike. I was okay with that. I was kind of expecting that tallest peak in Connecticut kind of goes with the territory. The problem was not going up. The problem was going down. We took about 36 different trails before we traveled 13 miles on our way down just to wind up in a completely different town, nowhere near our cars or anything. We we're going all different routes up and down mountains. We must have climbed five different mountains on that day. There was Bear, there was Bear Mountain, and then there was Schmear Mountain, and then there was Tear Mountain, and then there was Lair Mountain. I don't even know. It was a whole bunch of different mountains. Then, uh, again, quick temper, I'm cursing Troy's name all of a sudden. You mother this and that and i'm going crazy you had to we get back finally, to work that night i was just i chilling. had to be back off. at work yes you were off i had to be back at work and after hour 10 of the hike i was actually getting pretty worried that i was going to miss work i i hit people up to cover me and all of a sudden i know i see like a street so we go to the street we're like finally road civilization not quite we get a, a pickup truck with an old man passing us by. We look like absolute trash. I am sweaty, muddy. My shoes, I threw, the, I, I threw my sneakers out after this hike. And these people, this guy pulls aside. He's like, are you guys all right? You look like hell. We had seen this guy on the hike. Yes. And, and we're just like, we just had a doozy of a hike, mister. Uh, I just don't know where we are. We're going to try and make it back to the town and call an Uber. This was right in the beginning of COVID, though. Uber wasn't really going, especially in Bumble, wherever the hell we were. And I, 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 ha I have to stop you. I wasn't going to do an Uber. My plan was to walk into the town, find the police station, and get a police escort back to our car. The way that we had parked in Connecticut, but we were in Massachusetts. So I, I wanted to get a police car escort back to Connecticut. All we have is like a little bit of water and I've got a big thing of cashews and I am ready. I am ready to spend the night on the mountain if this thing didn't work out. I ran out of water about six hours prior to us finding the road. I was dying. Troy was like giving me little air sips of his water, but I, it wasn't working. I was just in bad shape. So then we walked down the road a little bit further. Pickup truck guy comes back. just like, you know, I think I know where your cars are. Why don't you hop in the back of the tailgate and I'll drive you there. And you know what they say about sketchy old guys. You should always get in the back of their pickup truck. Luckily, this guy wasn't that sketchy and he actually brought us back. But as long as we live to tell the story, we didn't actually get eaten by a bear. We made it just in the brink of time. The sun did not set yet. It was still like somewhat light. And fun fact, no shower, no nothing. Just like the ice storm story. Didn't shower or anything. I had a, a change of clothes, but that was just about it. I was still stinky old Jake in work. Did the overnight shift. And uh, the day I got home was the greatest sleep I think I've ever had in my life. And I told my mom around the time that you were trying to get people to cover for you. I'm like, I'm trying to portray a confident front that we're going to be okay. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm, I'm starting to think, all right, we, we could be here a long time. So I tell my mom like, hey, mom, I might be sleeping on a mountain tonight. Uh, put a word in with the police maybe about this. And so by the time we get to my car, the police are waiting for me. I drive a mile down the road and the police stop me. And they're like, are you Troy? I said, yeah. 
They say, your mom is worried <laughs> sick about you. <laughs> I said, dang it, mom. I, I told you not to call only if you went a couple more hours without hearing from me. Anyway, the police came for me, but it all worked out well. All right. So the eh, other story. Well is a loose. Wait, 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 wait. There. Two quick notes on this story that I have to put my two cents in. One, I did not come because I had already climbed Bear Mountain. And I went right up and I went right back down. I saw the top. I said, I'm at the peak of Connecticut. Wow, isn't this great? Went back down, drove back home. It was an easy day trip. Took me about five hours in total. Two, I remember getting a call from the back of that pickup truck. And it was profanity laden from Jake about how he's going to probably be late to work that night. Uh, So that was hilarious. And I was like, God, I am so glad I did not come with you. All right. So the the other seed here i will tell the story you guys don't really know this this is the fiji water story so we so i was working on our ufc stuff i was in las vegas i was in las vegas for the conor mcgregor fight january 2020 great time (laughs) nice hotel that that you get put up at and so in my room there's three massive bottles of complimentary fiji water fiji water is elite water i never had fiji water up until this point so this is changing my life and i'm a person who likes to stay hydrated so i drink these bottles of fiji water in a day and a half i'm crushing them i'm loving them the next day the maid comes in and she's doing her thing cleaning the room and says oh do you want more fiji water i say yeah i want more fiji water we repeat this cycle maybe three times throughout my stay there and when i'm checking out at the very end they say, hey, you have a $200 uh, room uh, charged to your room for Fiji water. And I say, what? Those weren't free? They say, no, those were not free. The first three were free, but the other 12 that you got were not free. And these are massive bottles of Fiji water that were eventually going apparently for like $21 a bottle or, or something. Now, I was able to sweet talk my way into a reduced fee. So I only had to end up paying like $50 for it. And uh, so that's the Fiji water story. I had heard that story before. It's the most classic Troy naive story. Just, oh, yeah, of course. It's a compliment. It's Las Vegas. Why would they charge him for anything here? Troy just, he, he, he thinks the most of situations. He thinks the best. Bro, you're in Vegas. Everything costs money. You can't step on their concrete without charging a dollar. You can't put a quarter in a vending machine without getting charged $3, all right? So a little bit ahead in the clouds there. Fiji water is elite, though. You got that. Bear Mountain wins in this case, even though the yeah. Fiji story is hilarious. So our final four is set. It's the swing story. It's the going up against the ice storm. And then it's the work story going up against Bear Mountain. Okay. Hmm. All right. First matchup, Jake, what are your thoughts? Swing story versus ice storm pickup. Just those are nights that I will never forget. I, I can't forget it. For as much alcohol as we consumed on both of those nights, I those are ingrained in my brain. They're fried on there. They're stamped. So considering the classicness of the night, how much fun we had, and the stories that live to be told, I got to go with the one that that had a, more of a lasting effect on me. And I think that that was the swing story, man. Just so much came out. I, I really think that that sealed a bond between us and the people that we were hanging out with. I, I took a lot out of that night, for real. So I think, I, I think I'm with Jake here. I think these are the two heavy hitters. I think, you know, this is the final four. Whoever comes out of this one is going to win the national championship type feel. I think both of these nights were just so hilarious. And like Jake said, I'll never forget either of them. I'm actually going to go with the ice storm story. Ooh. I think just the night that we had... Troy wasn't 
a part of all of it, which makes it even funnier that he's at the beginning of it and then he's at the tail end of it and it, and it kind of closes, gets the bookends on each side of it. Just the thought in my mind, the picture in my mind of us with the windows rolled down, kicking ice out, no shower, no teeth brushing, headed, taking your ass to work and then seeing Troy is absolutely hilarious to me. I'm going ice storm here. Troy be the tiebreaker. I'm going ice storm as well. I think wow. when, you're, when you're telling a story that, you know, as much as I love my fireball and as much damage as it can impart upon me, I think it says more about me the that I'm just going to just walk on the side of the road in Connecticut where there's not a sidewalk uh, in 10 degree weather in six inches of snow, two to three nice. miles. I think that I think that represents me better. I guess in the in the bracket that it is the Troy story. I think that that story might define you better than sleeping under the swing is pretty true. It's a pretty Troy move right there. It's absolutely hilarious. Also, sidewalks do not exist in Connecticut. That's a confirmed fact from Troy Fargus just now. Okay, on the other side of the bracket, it's the work story versus Bear Mountain. Yeah, these, these are two, these are two crazy hitters. But if we're talking about Troy Farkas here, there's, there's not much more Troy Farkasness than Bear Mountain. Taking you out. Oh, it's going to be fine. It's going to be totally good. Optimistic. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, God. Now we're lost. Now I don't know where we are. Mom, call the police. We might be sleeping on a mountain tonight. Troy Farkas in a nutshell. Yes, this is as Troy of a story as there can possibly be. And I was there to experience every bit of it. I'm glad to say that we lived to tell the story. Bear Mountain by a mile. Good. I agree. Good. I'm so glad that the work story didn't win. I think uh, Bear Mountain trying to leave that behind you with your move to yes, Colorado. No, I'm, I'm done with that story. I've left that behind. Okay, so now we have a national championship. We've got Bear Mountain story versus walking on the side of the road. The, the ice story. Connor, what's the uh, what's the odds on this one? Uh, oh man, I actually don't know. I'm thinking this is a minus one ten a piece. This is this is a little yeah, bit tougher it's... than I thought it was going to be. I. I want to go. I want to go Bear Mountain just because of the Troyness of it. But at the same time, I was there for the ice storm. The ice storm is one of still one of the funniest nights we've had in Connecticut history. Just the fact that Ray Ray Nasty, shout out to Ray Ray Nasty, was in the story. Just the most random person to be there, especially knowing the rivalries that go on uh, within the workplace. <laughs> image. <laughs> I really can't tell you how funny it is. I have it on my Snapchat story saved of. A video just from my personal perspective, and it's my foot going through a solid sheet of ice. I'm going ice storm here. Troy Fark is out of nowhere. Get in the car. I'll Venmo you, dude. Okay, man. Give me two quarters and you'll be fine. See, I'm I'm actually like as much as I want to say Bear Mountain, as you were giving the rundown in the final four about the ice story and why you chose it, it actually clicked with me that this was really before Troy was like a huge part of our lives. This was yes. really one of the big realizations and like a, a character development situation. If this was a novel, this would be when you learned about Troy Farkas in the life story of Jake Lennick for me. It really exposed who this guy was and what he was about and what we were getting ourselves into. So I think considering that, the beginning, just sipping on the red wine, you and I just going absolutely nuts in a frantic state. It wasn't even early. It was like, 11 o'clock in the morning, but it felt like it was four o'clock in the morning after we went to bed at one. Um, yeah, I think I'm with you. I, I got to go ice story with how much development came out of that. Listen, I mentioned it earlier in the recording here. That was old Troy during the ice storm. That was 
refuses to drink any more than one glass of wine, where the swing story is new Troy, where he's completely willing to take down a handle of fireball with you. Where he was tainted by the water. It was, it was, I remember when Troy left that night, I was just like, I don't know. That's just Troy. Like he just, you know, we're, we're all having a fantastic time. It's something stupid. We're put up in a pretty nice hotel for the night. I brought my Xbox for no damn good reason. And Troy leaves after 45 minutes after having one bathroom cup full of wine. That was the old Troy. It was before he got ingrained with us, before our relationship blossomed. I'm going ice storm with this one. Yeah. So on that, I would say that, you know, I don't like to drink a lot with people that I'm not super comfortable with. So I don't think I was too comfortable with you guys. Yeah. I don't think I trusted you guys. Yeah. I still don't think, you know, because I think it speaks more to it then. I think that speaks more to it then. Yeah. Because I mean, like in work, we were all competing. We were all kind of competing for the same thing. So I didn't know if I wanted to be like too friendly with you guys. Right. Um, but obviously that, that, that changed over time. And uh, here we are. So, I mean, I'm, I choose Bear Mountain as being more representative of me, but I guess uh, you guys are my guests. And so you guys outnumber me here. Listen, I think the fact that you just admitted that, that you were sneakily being like, I'm not going to drink this wine because I'm going to cut wrote these I hope they don't show up to work tomorrow because <laughs> yeah. I'm competing yeah. with them. <laughs> I will As walk, if that matters. I, I will walk to work for this promotion while they sleep on their fat asses. I'm, I will beat them. I think that that speaks to you even more. Ice Storm is the Troy Farkas story champion. One shining moment. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you for totally just lambasting my character here. I, uh, <laughs> I, I hope I can recover from this. Uh, if you want more of this humor and this insight, the One and Dones podcast, wherever you get your podcast, if you're trying to figure out, hey, what bets you want to make for your brackets, for your office pools, for your group message pools, for whatever pools you're in, this is the place to go. Jake and Connor, thank you for joining me. Have fun this March. Thank you for having having us, bro. Appreciate it. I got to tell you, I am shocked that the Ice Storm story won. I for sure, when we were putting this bracket together, I for sure thought the swing story was was going to win. But when it came down to it, what is this the most quintessential representation of me? It's kind of the Ice Storm. It is walking along the side of the road, knee deep in snow carrying stuff all in the name of exercise. I a uh, c- couple things I want to point out here. You know, I'm talking on Wednesday night right now. We did this interview, this conversation on Saturday night. So I've had a couple of days to digest some of the things that I necessarily didn't say in the conversation. So with regards to some of these mistakes I've made, and this is I'm, this podcast is all about, you know, our journeys together and self-development and self-growth and learning and learning and learning and growing. And so I've learned from some of these mistakes. Some of them I'm still working through. For example, that, that Bear Mountain story, I've learned. Okay, Troy, use a map. When it comes to matters such as this, use a map. Easy. The Fiji water story is hilarious. That is so, I get it, like that is so me, so naive, hilarious. I also lost a $3,000 piece of technological equipment there from work. And uh, that was bad. Because, and listen, like, do any of you millennials out there know how to send packages? Like, I had to FedEx this piece of equipment. No, I had to UPS this piece of equipment, but then I opted to send it via FedEx, and then it got lost and was never seen again. I don't know how to send a package. I still don't know how to send a package, so I still need to learn how to do that. 
The work story that they talked about, I never want to talk about that again. So I'm just going to go right past that one and act like it never happened. The Hamden story. That was bad. That was bad. That was a mistake on my part. And I know Connor was saying, oh, oh, look at Troy. He's so much faster than everyone. It's just like when you're messing with my, my exercise and my nutrition and my health, Jake said it. I am a psychotic when it comes to my health. I don't even want to talk about all of it because it's going to make it sound like I'm crazy. All the, all the things that I do and all the science that I put into this and all the thinking, it's messed up. I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. I have all these healthy habits, but I'm so healthy that it's unhealthy. You get what I'm saying? And uh, that's what happened. That is exactly what, what happened here. I let what should have been a, a good time with friends, just climbing or scaling rocks, I suppose. And I let it become just about me. And hey, why aren't you guys keeping up with me? And like, let's go here. And I, I was too intense. I was too intense. And I, I can't take everything so freaking seriously all the time. I've got to learn to lay off. And uh, I've learned. So the next time I'm in a situation like that, I'm not going to leave my friends in the dust. I'm not going to leave them behind. I invited them to go with me and I left them. That is messed up. And uh, I apologize for that. And, and I've learned from that. And with regards to the ice storm, now we had said toward the end of that conversation there, um, you know, why I was, you know, old Troy, right? I was still silently competing with the guys, which is true because we were all kind of fighting for, for the same, same place at our job. We, we were fighting for a full-time position. And so I didn't want to get too comfortable around them, right? I didn't, I didn't necessarily trust them. I guess is what I'd said at the moment. But when I thought about it more um, with regards to the actual ice storm walking on the side of the road, I do this thing. It's up to you whether you can tell me this is good or bad, right or wrong. Whenever I feel any modicum of success, whenever I feel like I've made it, right? I always counterbalance it. Let me tell you what I mean. So in, in that example, we're staying in a nice hotel. ESPN, great global company, has all the money in the world. They put you up in a nice hotel when there's a snowstorm and you can't drive to work because you're working all the weird hours. It's it's kind of like their thank you for toiling and toiling through all the misery that we did. So they put you up in a nice hotel. And so whenever I feel like I'm getting too big or if I'm getting a big head about something because of something like that, I immediately try to find a way to check myself so that I stay humble and so that I don't stop working hard and or think that I've made it. And so my way of doing that was, okay, Troy, you get to stay in this nice hotel with this nice heating and air conditioning, this nice bed. You get to stay there, but you have to walk to work to humble yourself. You have to walk in the snow on the side of the road, literally on the side of the road, the margin between the railing and the road is razor thin. Cars are brushing by me. I can feel the wind from the cars. And uh, it wasn't safe, but in my own messed up head, I'm saying this is my way of humbling myself. Similarly in Vegas, in the same Fiji Water Hotel, they put you up in a nice hotel. I'm in Las Vegas. I'm looking out at these beautiful mountains, this make-believe city. I'm, I'm here for a Conor McGregor fight. I'm having the time of my life. This is amazing. How do I humble myself so that I don't get too big? What do I do? I have $50 or 50 or $60 a day per diem to spend on meals through the company on the, the corporate credit card. I opt not to use it. I go to Walgreens. I get a carton of eggs. 
I go to Walgreens and I get some oatmeal and I make my breakfast in the microwave. I'm in Vegas, one of the food capitals of the world. And to humble myself, I'm making my breakfast in the microwave. It's just something I do. And there's a, you know, there's great, I, I think one of the great Stoics that I've talked about, whether it's Marcus Aurelius or Seneca, I don't remember, the emperor of Rome, every couple of weeks would sleep on the floor, not in his own bed, not in his, which is probably the comfiest bed in the world. He would sleep on the floor to humble himself. I guess these are kind of my, my ways of doing that. It's kind of weird. I know it's weird, but this is, this is who I am. Um, Connor and Jake, thank you for joining me. Um, also, so when we taped the conversation, it was initially my goal for that to be on Monday, but it ended up being so good. I said, hey, this, this should be a Thursday podcast. So we didn't talk about the all-natural initiative, but they did throw out the V Foundation as a part of their bracket challenge. So let me just tell you a little bit about the, the V Foundation. Some of you are probably familiar with it. It is, I'm not sure if it's the most, but it is definitely one of the most prominent cancer and research foundations in the world. You know, they are um, in partnership with ESPN. So when I was at ESPN, I did so much with the V Foundation. I've given so much to the V Foundation over the years. Founded by, by Jim Valvano, who was this legendary basketball coach for North Carolina State in the 80s and 90s, very well respected throughout the community. And um, he prematurely died of cancer in the mid nineties, he gave this legendary speech at the first ever ESPYs award. If you haven't heard it, I do suggest you, you check it out at some point. The, the Jimmy V speech, the famous quote is don't give up. Don't ever give up. And it was on that night that the V foundation for, for cancer research was founded. And ever since then just has blown up more and more each year. ESPN, one of my favorite things about working there was their partnership with the V foundation. So, you know, even though I'm gone from ESPN, the V foundation is still, um, very near and dear to my heart, it is to everyone who has worked there, and they do amazing work trying to solve a problem that has taken away um, so many of our loved ones. And so, if if you have anything to give to them, uh, to the V Foundation, I will put a link to that in the episode notes of the show. I have already made my donation as a part of the All Natural Initiative, which again we do every single Thursday, where my guests come on and talk about a cause that is important, that is doing something that is meaningful. And then I donate to it and all of the listeners of this podcast are encouraged to as well. So please do that. Thank you for listening to the show. Remember, you can download and subscribe to the Troy Farkas show wherever you get your podcast. Best way to spread the word. Someone asked me recently, what's the best way to spread the word? Just tell a friend. Just tell a friend that you like listening to the show, that you came across this podcast that is great for just 20 or 18 to 30 year olds that are just trying to figure it out. That's the heart of this show. That's what it's going to be moving forward. And I am, uh, I'm so excited for that. So download, subscribe, wherever your podcast, the Troy show.com, the Troy Farkas YouTube channel. We're rounding third base and hiring the social media manager for the show. And that I am very excited. So that's enough for me. I hope you all have a great weekend. I hope you have a great weekend full of adventures, new experiences, great interactions, do something to change the world this weekend. That is my challenge to all of you. I'll be back on Monday, but until then enjoy March madness, spread the love.